It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On Wax 104.5 on a Tuesday morning. Good morning as we do the chores here at the Shank of the Day. Bob and Joe with you this morning as uh, we're back in the saddle. Boy, that turned out for me to be quite a time off. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Well, that's like having another week's vacation. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not used to being off. I know. <laughs> as a whole bunch of people just <laughs> dropped their, <laughs> the milker buckets this morning. But uh, good morning, and we're back just in time to take a look at some weather that's moving into our area. And it's white weather. We'll talk about that. Also, we've got a conversation with uh, a young lady we're very proud of that you caught up with, well, I believe, yesterday, didn't you? Yep. She came up into the studio. And then she took me out for lunch. Oh, good. Pam Sells Prawley and received a national award for her work. And we're especially proud of, of Pam. She was a summer, one of our first ever summer interns while we were still wax and part of channel 13 and uh, pam was one of our first summer interns and wow can she communicate she can communicate and she just i think the biggest part of everything is she wants to share the egg story share her dairy parts share just with everybody what we're doing you know our successes and our failures and get more people involved and uh, more people involved by speaking out themselves, not letting someone like her do it all. Absolutely. The encouragement is really, we all have something to say. Get out and talk about it. Absolutely. So we'll uh, hear a little bit about her story and the national award uh, she has received. And congratulations to Pam on that. We've got uh, other news to take a look at as far as uh, avian influenza and uh, food prices. You think they're too high? Well... Don't blame farmers. We'll explain more of that as we go along. And Clark County Farm Technology Days, handing out some scholarships to young people in the county. That's a good thing, too. We'll also take a look at our weather. And, hey, still time for you to win a half a hog. And we'll talk about that as the time goes on from Smith Brothers Meats of Colby and the chest freezer to put it in from Abbotsford Appliance. All you have to do is go to the Midwest Farm Report tab at waxradio.com or on your app to register. You don't have to call in or do anything like that. You can do it right there where you're at right now, as a matter of fact. And uh, thanks to all our farmers and the folks who've worked so hard all year long, 365 days a year. Just because the corn and beans are out doesn't mean you stop farming. From uh, yours truly, Jill and Kristen here in the farm department. And still got a couple of weeks to do registration for that. Also, get in today, almost forgot. Our uh, WAX Holiday Vacations Farm Tour to California is going in February, and we're going to have travel parties today. So come on in and see where we're going and what we're going to do at Holiday Vacations. It's live, face-to-face, sitting there talking to people the old days (laughs) before COVID hit. So it's face-to-face, and uh, with the weather, we're going to be there today at 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and 7 o'clock this evening. So get the chores done and Come in at 10 or 2 or 7 if you got a good vehicle, because it looks like it might be getting white by then. But that's today at Holiday Vacations. So just uh, over across from the old London Square Mall, you can't miss them over there. They're easy to find. So uh, we want you to come in and, and join us starting at 10 o'clock this morning. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, check the tires if you work second shift or have to go to the other farm later on today for evening chores. Make sure you got a good vehicle because it's going to start snowing later on uh, this morning. Northwest Wisconsin is where it's going to be the heaviest, and I've heard reports up to six inches across the area. So, And the wind's going to pick up, too. We'll have windy conditions, so again, make sure you've got the proper clothes and the proper vehicle to be out and about later on this afternoon into tonight. 33 to high today, snow and breezy conditions, some snow overnight. It'll drop off to 19 tomorrow. And uh, right on through Sunday, then just partly cloudy. Once this blows through, get it moved, and uh, should be in good shape. But uh, 33 today, 22 tomorrow, Thursday, 32, Friday, 43, Sunday back down to 21, Sunday back up to 37. So again, looks like it's going to get white around here.
Mother Nature is going to bring it, it looks like, especially in northwest Wisconsin. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you, if you're traveling, like going down south, I don't know what it's like east of here, but down south, fill up with gas around here because uh, 285 a gallon, 286 a gallon around here. Madison is 319, 320 a gallon. So, again, not all better down in southern Wisconsin. <laughs> not bad around here. It's going to get white and you can afford the gas. A couple minutes after 5, well, I don't know if you can or not, but it's cheaper than Madison. A couple minutes after 5, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Here's some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. Businesses across the U.S. are pleading with Congress to prevent a nationwide rail strike. Lisa Taylor has more. The business groups wrote a letter to Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, and others to impose a contract or extend a negotiation cooling off period in order to keep the railroads running. The Biden administration warns a nationwide strike could cripple our economy. The strike could happen as early as December 5th. The victims of last week's Walmart shooting in Virginia are being remembered with a candlelight vigil. To the families and friends, we mourn with you, we grieve with you, and we pray that our Lord's peace will comfort you. Governor Glenn Youngkin spoke at Monday's event in Chesapeake, saying the act of senseless violence fills the community's hearts with unspeakable sadness, shock, and anger. He also named and honored each of the six victims who were killed. Several others were wounded in the shooting, carried out by a store employee. The White House says President Biden will keep fighting to ban assault weapons following recent mass shootings. Mark Mayfield fills us in. During a briefing, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said the president believes it's important to keep the gun issue on the minds of Americans. Biden recently said he was going to try to get rid of assault weapons during the lame duck session, despite an uphill battle to secure 10 Republican votes in the Senate. Jean-Pierre said Biden believes it's up to him to make the case for why it's critical to move forward with an assault weapons ban. Global health experts are renaming monkeypox M-pox over concerns the original name could be viewed as racist and stigmatizing. The World Health Organization announced it will begin using M-pox following a series of consultations with experts. Both names will be used simultaneously for a year while monkeypox is phased out. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, snow on the way and uh, probably start in a little while. At least some light flurries coming from northwest Wisconsin and moving its way across the state. Uh, looks like from Eau Claire over to Marshfield down to La Crosse, the heaviest band of snow. We'll get Mike Dandry in here in a little less than a half an hour and have him explain the the reach of that snow and how much some folks might see. I heard up to six inches, but uh, again, get the get the vehicles ready. I got my snow blower fired up yesterday, so I'm ready to go. So snow in the forecast, and as it moves through, it'll get windy too. So again, prepare for that. 33 the high today, 19 overnight with snow continuing. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just partly cloudy and varying temperatures. 22 tomorrow, 32 on Thursday, 43 on Friday, 21 on Saturday, 37 on Sunday. Right now, Rice Lakes 31, Medford 32, 37 in Marshfield, 39 in La Crosse, Green Bay's at 38. Uh, cool 37 in the Madison Sun Prairie area where just rain down that area today. Milwaukee at 42 and it's 31 right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And with snow in the forecast, uh, again, if you're moving cattle to the markets, uh, you might want to do that early, too, because, uh, I don't know, by noon it might be a little rough, but I know the sales will start before that. But anyway, just be aware of the weather. All right, let's uh, take a look at our markets. Jill, where we are with the livestock? Choice-fed beef steers are 144 to 160 and a half, with mixed at 116 to 143. Choice-fed beef heifers are 143 to 163, with mixed at 103 to 142. Choice fed Holstein steers are 127 to 139 and a half with select and silage fed steers 75 to 125. 
Cows are 85 to not 58. Excuse me. Cows are 58 to 95 with bulls at 60 to 101. Butcher hogs are 75 to 93 and a quarter. Sows are 41 and a half to 45 with boars at 15 to 17, 15 to 17 and a half. Shorn market lambs are 115 to 128. Unshorn market lambs are 110 to 120, and feeder lambs are a dollar to 325. At the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures lower at the close yesterday. December live cattle, 152.57, that was down a half a dollar. February cattle, 154.67, down 45. April at 158.45, down 52. June, 155.02, down 40. Feeder cattle for January, 176.87, down a dollar 42. March, 18060 down 95 April at 18440 down 72 May at 18755 down 60 and August at 19827 down 65 lean hog carcass contracts lower December 8060 down 317 February hogs finished at 8475 down 375 April at 9050 down 352 and May at 95.25, down 3.37. On the Board of Trade yesterday, the trading was mixed. Beans were higher. Corn was unchanged. Wheat was lower. Harvest and uh, the snow having an effect on, on corn, finishing it up. Everybody's done except about four states, including some here in Wisconsin. If you're going to harvest more corn, you better get the combine fired up because uh might be a little tough later on. Beans were up on uh, better prices for meal and oil. And overnight, March corn... Down one to two at six sixty nine. The oats up two at three eighty one. March wheat up three at seven eighty four. March soybeans up one to two cents overnight fourteen sixty four. And meal up a dollar seven or excuse me down a dollar seventy a ton four hundred seven dollars and sixty cents. Barrel cheese unchanged one eighty one and three quarters. Blocks down two and a half at two twelve and a half. Double A butter down a cent and three quarters two ninety three a pound. Class three futures November down a penny twenty one oh three. December down another fourteen cents. At 2017, January down 4 at 2002, February down 3 at 1976, March up 21 cents at 2001. And uh, that's where we are as far as our markets, brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. We're going to find out about a young lady that we're very familiar with, and you are too, received a, a national award. We'll talk with Pam coming up next. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, what do we got? Snow in the forecast, 33 for the high today, almost 14 minutes after 5 o'clock. And one young lady we admire very much was recognized. Jill, tell us about that. You talked with her yesterday. I did. I talked to Pam Sells-Prowley. She earned a new award, Leading Impact Award, win- award winner, it's something brand new that they're coming out with, and it's sponsored by the Dairy Girl Network and Bex. So she. This is a national award. It is a national award, and it's only handed out, I believe, the way they're only going to hand it out every other year. So it's it's a it's a big deal, and boy, she's had a real big impact on the dairy industry, and we she told us about the Dairy Girl Network and about the award. There's an organization called the Dairy Girl Network, and it's a national organization. It was just started because there were some agricultural women, they were younger women, looking for a place to connect to find a peer group. And they were looking to find mentors, and so it kind of started several years ago, and they've developed a network. They have a a Facebook page where they exchange. Sometimes you'll see, uh, I've got a calf problem, I've used this treatment. Sometimes they'll talk about job postings. Sometimes they'll talk about um, managing people. But really, it's just an organization for women to go to because we see things differently. We deal with different parts of agriculture differently. And um, we can connect. And it's also a fraternity or a group of people that are of agribusiness and all aspects of agribusiness and production agriculture. So it's just a group of women who are really interested in advancing the cause of agriculture and making our industry nice and strong. And so they decided to come up with a, an award this year, um, calling it the Leading Impact Award. And I think uh, they're re- just recognizing people who've been really active in the industry and maybe for some just uh, setting out a few people to be role models for, for others and to show other women that you do have a voice 
that voice is very important and you can use that voice at all kinds of levels you can use it in your community you can get it active on your um, agricultural boards you can get active in dairy promotion and uh, it can take you many many places by just using your voice and i also talked to pam about what she does to impact the dairy industry and she was a founding and she is a founding med- member of the professional dairy producers of wisconsin organization and she gives us well a i always look at it in three different ways um my heart is in production agriculture so that is a big thing that we we've always done is we share our story we share what we do on the farm and we're very open we share what is our failures as well as our successes and so we have a lot of dairymen and young people that come to the farm and we share our production agriculture or our new practices or the new research and then we go to other meetings and then we have those discussions so that is probably the the thing I'm proudest of is how we share production agriculture and where our, my heart is. And then the other area I had long ago, I made this goal in life, you know, when you're young, Jill, and you have all these ideas <laughs> of how we're going to change the world. Well, the one part of my milking stool was product, production agriculture. I wanted to make a difference in production agriculture. And the other stool is I wanted to make a difference in the agricultural industry. Because if I'm going to be a part of this industry, it's real easy to let others do the work or let others have their voice. But what I'm learning is that they really want to hear that producer's voice. And I want to make an impact in agribusiness. So I've done that by I started out working in agribusiness. And then I serve on agribusiness boards or committees or some liaison groups or think tank groups. Because that way I can make the business of agriculture better for me being in it. And then the other part of my milking stool that I've had these big aspirations for is when I'm gone, who are the leaders going to be? And I think it's really important that if you want to leave an imprint, you've got to grow other people. And so I do a lot with youth in training and developing programs and coaching them. And I do a lot encouraging women to run for different positions on boards. Don't be afraid to fail. Um, yeah. There's a lot of guilt leaving home and the kids, but you really, you need to grow yourself as a leader so you can grow other people to be leaders so we can continue this fabulous industry of agriculture. And so that's kind of my three, three-legged milking stool, the three things that I always set out to aim to achieve and, and how I was going to leave my impact in agriculture. And the big impact she is having and will have and will leave on agriculture. Pam Sells Prawley, she was Pam Sells back in, what'd she say, 1980, Jill? She was our summer intern? She told me she was your summer intern in yep. 1980. And uh, proud to say that, you know, I never expected her to come into this business because her heart, as she said, is in production agriculture, following her dad, uh, John Sells, who was a just a champion of the dairy industry, especially the Holstein breed and the cattle down there and in the uh area of where where they're at down there in the uh, humbert area now she and she and her husband scott prawley have uh, developed a wonderful herd but uh pam just keeps keeping on and she was a leader of pdpw one of the organizing members and they've got a deal down in madison today don't they they do today it starts at nine o'clock and goes till four forty-five in madison it's called the dairy insight summit all right so uh the dairy industry, congratulations, well-deserved for Pam. She's just uh, involved in so many things, and uh, we're proud to say that, uh, I don't know if we helped her get started or what, but uh, she's gone on to do some wonderful things both on and off the farm. Coming up, the Animal Egg Alliance. What's that all about? What are they doing? But, hey, listen to this. We want to see you later today. It won't be long when we head out for our California farm tour with all the Northern California agricultural highlights, February 10th through the 18th, the date of the farm tour. But before that, we want you to come in and see all the great things we're going to do. Our Northern California agricultural highlights tour. There's a special travel party Tuesday, November 29th, three times that day at 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and 7 o'clock at the Holiday Vacations Conference Center on Henry Avenue in Eau Claire. Come and see these. 
pictures of the cable car. We'll take a look at San Francisco Bay, San Francisco City Tour, the Napa Valley Wine Tour, Olive Oil, the Yolo Land and Cattle Company, Hillmar Cheese Factory, and Almond Orchards, World Ag Expo, a Dairy Farm, and so much more. So come on in and see what we're going to be doing. A Northern California Agriculture Tour Travel Party, Tuesday, November 29th at Holiday Vacations Conference Center in Eau Claire. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The ag world moves fast, and keeping up to date with what's going on can be tough. Hannah Thompson-Weeman is the president and CEO of Animal Ag Alliance, a group formed to help farmers and processors in the world of animal ag. She's going to catch us up on what's going on with some key court cases and what we need to keep in mind when it comes to anti-animal ag activists. From the southern end of the longest barn in Madison, this is Carrie Mess. Hannah, let's start with an overview of some of the most pressing issues Wisconsin farmers need to know about right now. Unfortunately, just like usual, there is no shortage of issues facing the animal agriculture community, whether it's legislation, whether it's um, pressure on our restaurant retail customers, or on-farm, in-plant activism. One of the big things that the Alliance is keeping an eye on right now is one of the most extreme animal rights organizations, Direct Action Everywhere. They're based in Berkeley, California, but they have supporters across the country, and they have traveled to different states to conduct various activist stunts from break-ins, theft of animals, large-scale protests, supply chain disruptions, targeting every sector of animal agriculture, including dairy. Uh, But one recent example, they actually finally did almost face some consequences for some of their actions where there are legal cases in a few different states for uh, stunts that this group has conducted over the years. So about a year ago, the first of those trials happened in North Carolina. And in that incident, one of the direct action everywhere leaders had stolen a goat back in 2018. And in that trial late last year, he was guilty for breaking and entering and theft for taking that goat. This month, we've seen another trial held in Utah dealing with two activists that went into a Smithfield facility and took piglets. In this case, unfortunately, after about a week-long trial and the jury deliberating for about eight hours, they were found not guilty of the charges, which were um, breaking into a facility and stealing those pigs. They were found not guilty. That unfortunately has led to a lot of celebration in the activist community. They believe that it is leading to support for what they call open rescue. But of course, we would consider that to be trespassing theft. And there's a lot of very good reasons why we don't want anyone coming into our facilities without following biosecurity protocols or knowing proper uh, ways to be around animals to avoid hurting the livestock or even hurting themselves. So we believe that that court case verdict is going to lead to an uptick in activism. So we're really urging farmers, ranchers, plant owners, and operators to be very aware of potential increases in break-ins, theft of animals because of the outcome of that trial. So activists are getting bolder and trying new tactics. Farmers need to be aware, but what should they be watching for? You should constantly have farm security top of mind at all times, really, but especially at these moments when we're saying there's potential concern, um, especially when your sector of animal protein might be getting more attention. We should always be vigilant about farm security. And first, the most important thing you can do is be beyond reproach. So before you even think about the security aspect, just make sure that your commitment to animal care, being a good neighbor, being a responsible steward of the environment is really ingrained in the culture of your farm. So that comes down to training you provide your employees, communication you do with your neighbors, just making sure that you are doing the right thing every single time, no matter who is watching. We've seen in the past that you can be doing everything right and still be targeted. So you do need to keep security top of mind. One of the most important things is just awareness that some of these incidents have happened, that someone has gone onto a dairy farm and stolen a calf before, that people have gone onto farm 
terms and uh, conducted quite a bit of filming and then released the filming months later. So it's not always people getting hired. You might have hear a lot about those quote-unquote undercover videos, but a lot of recent activism, it doesn't even involve someone getting hired. It's just trespassing onto the property. It's even trying to build relationships with employees to get access, using things like drones, parking on public property. So being aware of some of these things and keeping your eye out for anything suspicious. Somebody parking and seems to be watching your operations, those drones flying over, suspicious visitors that you're not sure about. Being mindful of that and always trusting your gut to ask more questions to verify. Going back to court cases, can you share an overview on where we are with Prop 12 going to the Supreme Court last month and any other cases that we should know about? The Supreme Court case regarding Prop 12 is definitely something that the Alliance is watching. As a nonprofit, we don't lobby, but we absolutely recognize the potential and federal legislation to impact the future of animal agriculture. And the Prop 12 case is probably the biggest headline right now because the result of that case um, will really have lasting ramifications for uh, able to produce food as tactics that activist groups have used. Obviously, getting state-level legislation passed regarding housing and other production methods has been a major tactic of those groups. And this Supreme Court case is really the first time that's being tested because Prop 12 in California and a similar legislation in Massachusetts apply to not only producers in those states, but producers across the country, which is exactly what the activist groups were trying to accomplish. So we're staying tuned to those. Obviously, pork is one of the biggest question marks in Prop 12, but it is certainly not a pork issue. Uh, The decision they make, which we anticipate to come in early 2023, will have lasting effects. And we think that we're going to continue to see state-level ballot initiative campaigns from activist groups. Typically, the beginning of the year is a very busy time legislatively, so we'll be staying tuned to see what those are. A few examples of previous years, things that we've seen. You might have seen uh, state-level ballot initiatives that popped up in the last few years in Colorado and Oregon that looked at production methods, tried to reclassify certain things like AI as sexual assault of an animal. Uh, the Colorado bill would have um, defined a lifespan, a natural lifespan for certain livestock species and said they had to live one quarter of that lifespan. Oregon is even worse. Uh, It says the animals have to die of natural causes before they can be processed. And if you kill an animal in order to process them for food, that is animal cruelty. So both of those that came up previously ended up not going on the ballot for various procedural reasons. But the Oregon one has been reintroduced for the next ballot cycle. And we believe we're going to see similar legislation. Also, in recent years, we've seen state level legislation regarding farm size. So what activists would call quote-unquote anti-factory farm bills, uh, but bills that would limit expansion or new farms simply based on the size of those operations. That's also been a trend. Uh, And then also some other issues like antibiotic use have played out in the legislative field with laws being passed about reporting or further use restrictions that go above the federal guidelines. Uh, So certainly we think early 2023 is going to be a busy time legislatively, and we're going to see especially state-level initiatives being introduced by some of these activist organizations. And again, that is our uh, Derry Carey talking with Hannah Thompson Weeman, president, CEO of the Animal Ag Alliance. So keep your antennas up because there are lots of things people are trying to do that uh, make you kind of scratch your head about uh, feeding the world. It's a tough thing to do with some of the things that these people want to do. That Prop 12 in California, that could really open a can of worms that, uh, you know, other states pass laws that would affect, you know, almond growers in California. You're misusing water and almonds. I mean, it's just uh, really a can of worms, that Prop 12 and some of these other issues. Well, we'll talk livestock prices and uh, see how things went yesterday. Rocky's going to join us next from over there at Premier Livestock in Withy. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 5.30 in the morning here at Wax, and Rocky joins us from over at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Morning, Rocky. Morning. Got any snow in Lublin yet this morning? No, we don't. How about your way? I don't know. I'll send Jill out the back door and see. But uh, when we started, we didn't have any, but you never know. It can come through in a hurry. But it uh, looks like it will be white which is uh, two days after the, the gun deer season ends. How'd you end up? Did you uh, get it? You didn't need much wild meat no. anyway. You got no, so much just, in your freezer. Uh, 
we didn't close the deal. We come close, but we didn't close the deal. And uh, we seen plenty of deer and just didn't find the right bucks. My daughter's pretty fussy. So. Yeah. You know, one thing I was noticing on the uh, driving on the interstate, both opening weekend and this last weekend, normally, especially opening week, you saw all kinds of guys driving up the highway, the interstate, with uh, four-wheelers on trailers on the back. I didn't see one. And then uh, this last weekend, I saw about two or three going south on Sunday. But uh, I was surprised. They, But uh, hopefully everybody got them. They're going to have a press conference later on this morning to update the deer kill and all that sort of stuff. So we'll see what the numbers are. But in the meantime, since you didn't do any damage to the herd, what about the cattle markets? Where are they going? Thank you, Bob, and uh, good morning, everyone. This is how uh, yesterday's uh, auction shaped up here at Premier Monday. Uh, fed cattle did trade a little bit lower. Uh, your Holstein steers, choice and prime, 134 to 143. Low choice and selects, 121 to 133. Choice beef steers and heifers, 135 to 144. Uh, market cows traded a little lower. High-yielding cows from 71 to 86. Most cows, 55 to 69. Market bulls lower. High-yielding bulls from 82 to 99. Organic market cows sold every Monday, mostly from 75 to 95. Newborn Holstein bull calves, mostly from 100 to $195 per head. Uh, your beef calves, uh, 150 to three and a quarter. Uh, this week at Premier Today, Tuesday, will be a special feeder cattle auction, also featuring bred beef cows. Uh, we're expecting five to 600 head. Uh, auction, uh, like I said, features a bred beef cows with a complete uh, beef herd dispersal of uh, 40 black and red Angus cows, going to be bred Angus, uh, going to be spring calving cows. We also have a consignment of 14 longhorn cows, going to be bred uh, to longhorn. Uh, beef cows do need to be in by 9.30 a.m. for preg checks. Beef cows sell first at 11, followed by feeder cattle. Uh, now next week, Tuesday, that's also going to be a special feeder cattle auction, uh, also selling uh, bred beef Beef cows are having back-to-back special feeder sales because of the way the weeks fall. Uh, this uh, week on Wednesday, dairy cattle auction. we got a nice 90-cow Holstein parlor freestall herd. They're going to have an 85-pound average, 2X milking, 120 cell count. They're AI-sired on test. The herd is microplasma staff tested negative. We're also selling 50 registered Jersey cows. Uh, parlor freestall, they're going to have 6.2 butter fat, 4 on the protein, uh, plus lots more. Full details uh, with pictures on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, call us anytime, 715-229-2500. Don't forget uh, we are doing private treaty farm-to-farm livestock sales weekly. So that is the way it shaped up, Bob. So the guys and the gang at the sale barns, who got the biggest deer? I never heard it. No, nobody was uh, bragging too much about really? the biggest buck. No. Oh, no it's uh I know there was a lot of big buck shot, but it seems like in my circles they were a little bit more limited this year. All right. Yeah, I saw some big ones. It'll be interesting to see the, the count later on today. What did you have for Thanksgiving? I know you didn't eat turkey with all that wild meat you got. What did you have on the table? Well, we did have turkey. You did? And we had, and, and we had ham. So. Oh. Yep. You didn't have bear or what else have you shot recently? Elk and caribou and all that other stuff? Yep, yep, nothing, nothing, nothing fancy. Just the uh, turkeys and ham. Turkeys right. big. Well, that's uh, that's okay. All right, Rocky. Hey, have a good one, buddy, and uh, stay out of the snow. We'll talk to you in the morning. You bet. Thank you, Bob. There he goes. That's Rocky over there at Premier Livestock in Withy. Well, the man of the hour is over at Skywarn Thirteen. That's Mark Dandria. As our weather is brought to you by Johnson Tractors and uh, Mike. <laughs> How much and where and when? <laughs> well, that seems to be the question of the day, but uh, some snow showers already trying to work into far western Wisconsin, but for the rest of us to get in on the more the widespread stuff, uh, mostly towards the about, I'd say, maybe 6 to 8 o'clock, 6 to 9 o'clock for a start. Now towards our southern and eastern counties, maybe a little bit later of a start, but those are the areas as well that are going to see a little bit more of a wintry mix and even some rain out of this. As far as the exact track of the low, that's going to dictate really what type of precipitation we see. And, well, unfortunately, Bob, Eau Claire is pretty much right along that line. So as far as snow accumulations, it is going to be hard to tell initially until we see uh, exactly what precipitation type that we actually get. But we are expecting snow earlier in the day before that transitions to a little bit of rain into the afternoon. Not very much, maybe more 
of a uh, of like a sleet, so to speak. Otherwise, going into uh, later on tonight, a few more snow showers, but that starts to taper off later on before the midnight hour, and then we start to tap into more blustery winds as we dip into about the upper teens, and winds could gust upwards of 30 miles per hour, so that's going to make it feel like it's into the single digits, maybe even feeling like it's below zero in a few spots. Otherwise, tomorrow, another blustery one, starting off with some cloud cover, but much cooler into the low to mid-20s. Thursday, more sunshine, at least in the early going. Maybe a batch of clouds moves in into the afternoon with highs around the 30-degree mark. Friday, we get a little bit of a bump in our temperatures, mainly cloudy and getting into the low 40s, but that's going to be very short-lived as we'll have more clouds move in Friday night, dipping to the mid-teens. And then by Saturday, we're back into the low 20s for our highs, into the low 30s on Sunday. So you see we're pretty much all over the place in terms of our temperatures. And right now... Well, right around the freezing point, and again, that's going to dictate where, or excuse me, what type of precipitation we see today. Has it started up in the northwestern part of the uh, area yet? Osceola up around that country? A little bit, yeah. It's just some light snow showers for now, but that's not the main event. All right, and it's going to be windy as well. Yes, later on tonight, it will be very windy. All right, thank you, sir. Absolutely, Bob. Have a good one. We'll do our best. Mike Dandrea, there you have the story right from the weatherman's mouth this morning. We're going to talk a little bit about our local news. In fact, uh, Morgan's sitting over there looking at me. When are you coming to me right now? Is that okay? I don't think you interpreted that look right, but sure. Yeah, let's <laughs> I go. I know your All right. looks. I've gotten a lot of them over uh-huh. the years. Uh-huh. <laughs> if, you, if, that, if that's what you want, we'll make it happen. Good morning. <laughs> 715 Newsroom headlines stick and stay pretty close to our area, and that includes back to the courts in Dunn County. A jury will decide if a man convicted in a Dunn County killing will go to prison or a state mental hospital. The sentencing phase for Ryan Steenoff began yesterday, and the jury is being asked to decide if he was sane when he killed Bruce McQuaken back in 2020. Now, another woman charged in the case is already in prison. She's serving a 25-year sentence. As we look to other headlines, the judge from the Waukesha Christmas Parade trial says she'll decide about a run for the state Supreme Court in the next few days or so. Judge Jennifer Duro talked about her future in a number of sit-down interviews yesterday, saying she's considering making a run next spring. A number of Republicans pushed her name to the top of the list. Conservative former Justice Dan Kelly is also running. Duro didn't say anything about him, though. He uh, grabbed national attention for how she handled the Waukesha Christmas Parade killer during the nearly three-week-long trial. As we look to the political stage, a familiar name with a new focus. Newly re-elected Democratic AG Josh Call says public safety will be a top priority for his second term, and that includes efforts to reduce gun violence. It sounded like this. You shouldn't, in my view, be able to sell guns out of the trunk of your car to a stranger without conducting any sort of background check whatsoever. But right now, that that can happen. Um, so we're going to see if, if there are Republican legislators who are willing to work together to that can make our communities safer. Call also said that he hopes to convince legislators of the need to increase state shared revenues to help local governments pay for things like police services and preventing overdose deaths. Well, first it was Black Friday, then Cyber Monday, and this has been coined Giving Tuesday, but also a warning from the state about charity scams. If you're interested in donating today, you know, just a quick click online, first stop, stay on the safe side of those scammers. You can find some tips from the BBB at 715newsroom.com. We can grab that hot cocoa as uh, Marshfield prepares for their downtown holiday parade. That's coming up the 1st of December, so this Thursday at 6.30. Going to reroute some traffic, though. You can find some more info and parking updates online if you want to be part of that Marshfield holiday celebration. That all happens with a stop at 715newsroom.com. And from the streets of Marshfield to far away in the sky, a Sacramento woman has plans. In fact, her ashes will be shot into space as her family says it's her last adventure. Cy Vang will join the elite group this week of people who grace outer space after their death. Celestis is a company that works with SpaceX, Spaceport American, and others to send cremated remains of loved ones into space. After raising her son, Cy traveled the world, seeing over 30 countries. Cy died in November 2020 after complications with ovarian cancer. Her family said this is a way to honor Cy, allowing her one last adventure, even if it's after her lifetime. Matt Passini, NBC News Radio. And back here on solid ground in the Dairyland, we go back to the barn with Bob Jill and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5.
the Christmas parade in Marshfield should be very Christmassy. It should be white by this week. Yeah, have a lot of the white stuff coming yeah. from what I hear. Uh, Jack Frost is knocking and we better answer the door. We don't have much <laughs> I, of a choice. I guess <laughs> not. I guess not. Bundle up, that's for Here sure. Here we go again, Wisconsin. Absolutely. Thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning as we look at our news and our weather. Brought to you by Johnson Tractor. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, snow on the way, so be aware of that. Uh, I don't know how much you're going to get. Maybe some folks get about six inches. We'll see. Starting later on this afternoon towards supper time. We've got the markets, but Jill, some more of our farm news. What else is happening? So if you think food prices are too high, don't blame our farmers. New numbers for 2021 showed that farmers' share of every dollar spent on food in this country fell again last year, down to just 14.5 cents. That's the lowest farm share of the food dollar in at least the last three decades. 2022 isn't over yet, as they are still counting the number of turkeys, chickens, and other poultry lost to avian influenza this year. That number is a new record. New numbers for this month put those numbers at just over 50.5 million birds, up about 100,000 from the 2020, from the 2015 um, infestation and counting. The industry also saw a jump from 21 states dealing with the disease in 2015 to 46 this year, with recent outbreaks in Florida, Oregon, and South Dakota. Last year's Farm Technology Days in Clark County made some money, so they're giving away some scholarships. Receiving a $2,000 scholarship is Haven Peroshik from Loyal, who is currently studying nutrition and dietetics at UW-Green Bay. Getting $1,000 is Elliot Ackerman of Owen Withy, who will attend CVTC this fall to study machining and taking home a $500 scholarship is Jacob Kopf of Nielsville, who plans to attend UW-Madison in wildlife ecology. There you go. So congratulations to those young students and the folks in uh, Clark County over at Rail Acres and uh, Rustic Occasions put on a great show last July. And we've got markets to get to. We're 17 minutes now before 6 o'clock here at Wax, again with snow on the way. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, I'm glad that guy reminded me of those travel parties today, or I'd have probably forgot. <laughs> so good for him, whoever he is. But again, yeah, 10 o'clock this morning, 2 o'clock this afternoon, 7 o'clock this evening. Live, face-to-face, like we used to do it before this COVID thing came along. Well, we've got uh, other things going on on the calendar as we get between Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, get a lot of meetings. Jill already told you about professional dairy producers of Wisconsin having a kind of a dairy summit meeting down at the Sheraton Hotel in Madison today. That's down near the uh, Lion Energy Center, home of World Dairy Expo. So they'll talk dairy today down there. But Jill, some other things going on. The first nutrient management workshop is going to be on Thursday from 1 to 4 at the uh, Altoona Ag and Resource Center. That's put on by the Eau Claire County Land and Conservation Division. And that's uh, to either update or write your nutrient management plans. Yep, and there's a whole bunch of them that are happening throughout the winter. Yeah, we'll keep you, you updated. Yeah, you only need to go to one. Yep. You don't have to go to all of them. Um, and the Kiwanis Club of Chippewa Falls is putting on their annual Farm City Banquet on Wednesday, December 7th. And the reason I bring it up is you need to RSVP by... Thursday, December 1st, so you need to give a call to, oh, I don't have a name here, but I've got a number. So if you want to go to the Kiwanis Club Farm City Banquet on December 7th from 12 to 1.30, give a call to 715-723-6051. And we've got, uh, this weekend, we've got the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Annual Meeting and Young Farmer Conference. That's happening all weekend at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. And congratulations to Joe and Christy Tamandel, who have been uh, selected as recipients of the uh, Conservation Award down there. The, uh, uh, what's the exact name of it? Uh, Who is our, Aldo Leopold, I believe, uh, Conservation Award. 
they'll receive the crystal and an awful nice check for all they've done as far as conservation. Joe and Christy up there in that uh, Medford area where they're grazing, we got to get a hold of them and uh, find out about their history and uh, what they've done as well. So, uh, again, congratulations to Joe and Christy on that. So that's the Farm Bureau this weekend. But the Dells will be busy again next weekend with another farm organization heading that way. Yep, they're going to have the Wisconsin Farm Bureau, Wisconsin Farmers Union Annual State Convention. That's the 9th through the 11th at the Chula Vista River Resort in Wisconsin Dells. All right, so this weekend at the Kalahari for the Farm Bureau, next weekend for the Farmers Union at Chula Vista down in Wisconsin Dells. All right, we're about uh, 12 minutes before 6 o'clock. We'll get some markets. Normally we go to Sparta, but uh, I don't know if they had a sale down there or not. But uh, Hut Eamon forgot to, to send the information along as far as what's going on. So uh, we do not have an update from the Sparta Equity Barn. But I know Mr. Fitzgerald is out there, and we'll talk to Jerry next right here on Wax. As we're 12 minutes now before 6 o'clock. About 31, 32 degrees right now, and snow on the way, and it's bringing some wind with it as well. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get to some markets from the sale barn so far this week. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us from over at Stratford. Good morning, Jerry. Well, you got your freezer. What did you talk to the, the mafia guys? Do they get a lot of good deer over in your country? Well, good morning to you, Bob. Uh, and uh, not really, uh, some people were very, uh, very unhappy about the count that they got. It's kind of up and down, I guess. It's just where you were. It, but uh, I've uh, I've heard some folks pretty successful and some not at all. So I don't know. It just... Uh, some of those uh, guys, some are better shots than others, too. That makes a difference. Well, yeah. And, uh, but uh, <laughs> I guess what really kind of followed everything up in the deer season is uh, the first two days were normally oh. a lot of deer taken around here the first two days were just horrible hunting so. yeah it was cold and windy and it was nasty but hopefully everybody uh got some venison that wants it but let's talk about uh beef what's going on with the cattle markets all right bob we'll tell the folks about that and a very good morning to everyone a summary from yesterday monday here at equity stratford a very busy monday to follow the thanksgiving holidays selling nearly 1,000 head of livestock here yesterday at stratford We'll start out with the cow market yesterday. Cows are in a weaker trend. A high-yielding, fleshy Holstein and beef cows yesterday's auction, selling from 72 up to a top of 80 and a half. Uh, most of the cows yesterday from 54 to 71. Thinner cows, like carcass cows, below 53. On the bull trade yesterday to open up the week, 85 to 98 on the better quality bulls. Uh, 84 and below on the lightweight bulls. Fed cattle on a lighter test yesterday. We'll sell most of those tomorrow. Choice grading Holstein steers selling mostly from a dollar seventeen to a dollar thirty-five. Uh, select underfinished cattle one fourteen and below. On the calf market yesterday, a lot of calves on the market yesterday. Good quality Holstein bull calves weighing ninety-two hundred and thirty pounds, selling mostly from one hundred to two hundred. Uh, two hundred five topping on the uh, bull calves yesterday. Heifer calves fairly limited demand on those twenty-five to forty-five. Again, continued good demand on these beef calves one seventy-five, all the way up to three sixty on the black Angus. Uh, Black Angus bull calves. Uh, busy week continues here in Stratford. Uh, today, Tuesday, we start this morning at 10 o'clock, hand betting auction. And we've got a good selection of betting, including rice, straw, and bean stubble uh, for your uh, betting needs. And also, we do have uh, uh, hay for sale, of course, today. A lot of round bales, first and second crop. Most of that's going to be. That'll be at 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock, we have the market auction today. Of course, we sell organic market cows every Tuesday. Such will be the case today, and we'll be followed by the market auction. Tomorrow, feeder cattle auction is a um, noontime start. We've got a a lot of feeder cattle lined up for the sale tomorrow. We're going to have a lot of calves in that three to 500 range, 300 to 500 pound range. So if you're looking for calves for this year's calves, be at the sale tomorrow. We'll start getting get started around the noontime hour. Uh, looking ahead to next week, one week from today, will be the uh, next dairy auction here in Stratford. We've got a very, very fine herd of cows consigned for that sale next week. Uh, owner is retiring. They're coming right out of here from Merthyn County, Wasa area. Cows are presently averaging 80 pounds of milk, 4-1 fat, very good components. Again, now this will be next Tuesday, December 6th at 11 here at Stratford. Again, a lot of information on the website, upcoming sales in December. We invite you folks to take a look at that. Equity Co-op, click on the Stratford page. Bob, with that, we'll turn it back to you. And uh, uh, just looking on the radar here, uh, about uh, some of the snow is kind of creeping up around Highway 27 there. So I don't know if you're getting anything in Eau Claire or not. Well, we checked out the back door a little later, a little earlier, and uh, didn't see any yet, but it's on its way. 
Enjoy it, Jerry. We'll talk to you in the morning. You betcha, Bob. Now, are you, uh, you're going to volunteer your services for our football team over there in Green Bay? or? <laughs> well, my ribs are good. My thumb's not broken, so. <laughs> but that's about all I could do. <laughs> well, well, you could probably handle the salary. <laughs> oh, well, I can handle the salary, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, some changes at uh, Packerland and down in Madison with a new coach named. And so, yeah, football in Wisconsin hasn't been all that great so far. Maybe it's getting better. Have a good one, Jer. You guys also. Enjoy the day. Thank you. We will. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. And the market's brought to you by Synergy Co-op in the Ridgeland area. Yesterday on the Board of Trade, the markets were mixed. Beans were up. Corn was unchanged. Wheat was lower. Uh, corn harvest and some of the snow. Beans were up on better meal and oil prices. And overnight, how'd we do? March corn down one to two cents, six sixty nine. Oats up to at three eighty one. March wheat up three at seven eighty four. March soybeans up one to two overnight at fourteen sixty four. And meal. Down a dollar seventy at four hundred seven dollars and sixty cents. Country elevator prices: wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location, corns at six oh seven with soybeans at thirteen ninety four. Connorsville location, corns at six oh four with soybeans at thirteen eighty four. On the DTN screen, corn at Golden Plump today six twenty seven. At Baldwin, Mondovi, and Elmwood six twenty two on the corn thirteen seventy four on the beans. Durand is six twelve and thirteen sixty four. Fall Creek, the corn is at six oh two, beans thirteen forty nine, Osseo six twenty seven and thirteen seventy nine on the soybeans. Out at Elk Mound, corn six twelve, beans thirteen seventy seven, Sparta six nineteen and thirteen sixty seven. At Ellsworth, the corn is five ninety two, the beans thirteen thirty four. At the ethanol plants, uh, Boyceville, Stanley, and New Richmond, all at six twenty one on the corn today. Barrel cheese, 181 and three quarters unchanged. The blocks traded down two and a half yesterday, 212 and a half. Butter down a cent and three quarters at 293. November class three down one at 2103. December down 14 at 2017. January down four at 2002. February down three at 1976. March up 21 at 2001. Prices mixed through next fall. Snowing out there yet? It is not. Not snowing yet, but it's on its way. We're looking for some folks maybe as much as six inches starting later on today, and when it kicks in, it'll be windy as well and some leftover snow overnight and into tomorrow where it's going to be windy as well. 33 today, 22 tomorrow, and then just partly cloudy Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Best day is Friday. It's going to get up to 43. Hey, don't forget our holiday vacations, travel parties, For our California Farm Tour, those travel parties are today, 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and 7 o'clock at the Holiday Vacations uh, offices over uh, by the old Oakwood Mall. You can't, or not the Oakwood Mall, the old, uh, what is it? London Square Mall. London Square Mall, over the old London Square Mall, which is no more. But again, uh, that's where we're at on Henry Avenue in Eau Claire. We'll see you at 10 o'clock this morning, 2 o'clock this afternoon. Maybe it's 7 o'clock tonight, but be careful. Snow is coming. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.